This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3016 for Monday, the 24th of February, 2020. Today's show is entitled, Nixie Tube Clock and Friends. Quote, it is hosted by Operator, and is about 15 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, I chat about novice Nixie tubes and Tronics soldering, etc. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio with your host, Operator. Today, I'm going to be talking about um, several things, but this one's going to be about Nixie tubes, Nixie clocks, and my first uh, real kit for um, drop-in component uh, kit deal. And uh, kind of some guidelines and principles and, and tips along the way that I've uncovered so I've been, I've had crappy, you know, Radio Shack soldering iron probably up until two, two, two years ago or so. But about two years ago, I bought a fancier soldering iron and I kept the lead free solder from Radio Shack that I've had for probably 20 years. I had two different spools of it. And, uh, I ordered this Nixie tube kit. It's like $60 kit, uh, comes with LED and a little panel. Um, it's not very beginner friendly and it's probably something I shouldn't have, uh, ventured into until I got like a breadboard and did some basic soldering stuff, uh, did some practice soldering skills. You can basically buy a, a, a breadboard and just practice on soldering components in, or just getting like, you know, fake components or even just LEDs and make a little soldering LED board and get some little LED projects. They're usually for kids and stuff and, and learn how to solder first. But I figured, you know, since I've got a fancy soldering iron and a couple of tools here and there, and like a solder pool, which apparently is not super useful. And, um, I got this drop in solder kit. I'll put the thing in the show notes, but, uh, the guy's from Rob G and he, uh, sells some kits on, uh, it's like Tyndall.com. Again, I'll put all the stuff in the show notes, but I've kind of been obsessed with Nixie tube stuff for the past couple of years. I saw the opportunity for this project and there's a, uh, former hackerspace guy down the street that, um, that, um, you know, I knew was into all that and was good at doing solder stuff. He apparently has two, um, uh, oscilloscopes. And so this, this guy down the street, Jay, he's, He's a real sharp dude and I would kind of volunteer him for certain tasks and, you know, as just as a joke, but I eventually bought this kit. Um, before then I had kind of fixed a few things here and there, um, little solder projects, something's broken and I'll solder the contact back on there, but nothing, nothing compared to this. This is a, you know, a whole complete build. 
um, and it has these really small pads. That was a big complaint from from Jay, is that the pads on here were tiny little pads to on the on the board to solder. But um, other than that, it's a pretty good kit, and I'll probably buy another one or like it. Um, so my my general comments are: I should have used a lead-based solder. I should have learned how to solder first, and um, kind of towards the end of this project, I feel like I'm, you know, one out of, you know, one out of five might be uh, uh, not the perfect solder, but I feel like, you know, four out of five is a pretty good uh, joint when I've I've got it going, uh, when I've got things going, and I got good heat, and I've got good a good flow going, and it it is an art form, the soldering stuff, and it's it's definitely fun to do. So I'm definitely going to do some more projects for Halloween and any kind of little odd jobs. So on to the, the fun stuff. I, um, the tubes that I got are the, uh, I want to say IN 12s. They're fairly cheap. You can buy them in bulk. Um, so if you're going to buy the kit, try to buy a kit with the bulbs already in it, just so you don't have to be frustrated about worrying whether or not the bulbs work and then have to return them. They're fairly cheap. Yeah, you're going to pay an extra, you know, maybe 100% for each bulb, but they're relatively cheap. So if you end up paying, you know, $40 for four bulbs and they're really only $20 or something like that, it, it's not the biggest hit in the world. But if you want to go on the cheap, you want to order the bulb separate and then buy the board, um, that buy the kit and then make your own case. Um, so... I started to solder the components in. It came with great instructions. Um, Rob G provided color instructions. I printed them out at uh, my local um, printer shop, or actually Kinko's or FedEx or uh, Office Depot even, and printed out color copies of all the the diagram stuff. Started soldering with the lead-free stuff from 100 years ago, and it was it was pretty much a nightmare. The uh, skill I had was pretty bad and towards the end I got a little bit better with the lead free stuff and once I got a hold of the nice lead solder that um, Jay suggested um, I had a lot easier time I'm pausing a lot because whenever I record it's usually late at night and uh, I end up yawning the more I talk I think it's a it's a indication actually of having poor vocals and having poor breathing rhythm. So I'm not actually breathing properly is why I'm yawning a lot. So I'll try to not yawn um, when I record or at least cut them out as I'm yawning. But anyways, unrelated note, um, this thing's really cool. It has a uh, has the four tubes and then it has these LED, not LED tubes, but they're smaller cathode tubes um, for the digits. So you can get a four-digit one and then a six-digit one, which will show you the seconds. So if it's your first one, um, you know, you can get the four-digit one. You'll save yourself a little bit of money on on that. If you want to get a nice, nicer six-digit one, you get the N12 six-digit. And then from there, you're talking about the N18s. Um, I wouldn't really bother with any of the other tubes unless you really like them. Um, there's some projects out there to uh, create little watches for the tiny Nixie tubes um there it'll have two tubes in it and then you wear this giant watch and i don't know how it works with the insane voltage but the idea is you press a button and it turns on for a few seconds i can't imagine that uh they would last that long on a on a single button cell battery or whatever craziness you got to put in there to drive <laughs> that massive amount of uh 
of energy to put into it. It's 160 volts. This one was idling around uh, 180 volts. This was idling around 180 up to 92 in some spots. And uh, we soldered, I soldered the board. Jay came over and completely retouched up the whole board. I put way too much solder on, and my solder joints were cold. A lot of them were cold. I've got pictures of all that stuff on the LinkedIn I'll provide. But um, he helped out a lot with that, and we plugged it in, had some issues, and he said, oh, well, you might have fried the crystal, which I soldered to the board more or less because I thought that's what was supposed to happen in the picture. Um, but it was more of solder was placed next to the crystal, so that way if it were get, to get bumped or whatever, it wouldn't crack off or um, um, have any issues of sliding off of there. And the other component was a uh, transistor, um, two transistor towards the front um, for the step up of voltage or the step down of voltage. Um, and they had kind of these heat sinks that stick out. Uh, the problem with the big heat sinks on these transistors um, is when you want to solder them in, they need lots and lots and lots of heat. So I was worried about um, A, frying the crystal, and which um, I put a lot of heat to, and then uh, crystals, the, the, the thing that keeps the time. And the other piece I was concerned about was, the again, the transistors up towards the AC uh, voltage or up, up next to the plug-in. So um, when Jay came over the second time, after a couple of times of of nagging him, eventually he was gracious enough to help me out. Brought over the oscilloscope, showed me some cool stuff. Um, we did a fair amount of troubleshooting, and you know we couldn't figure out what it was, couldn't figure out what it was. And finally, looked at this one resistor, tested it, it tested out fine, but everything down the pipe was giving us issues along the signaling of the switches. And um, he said, "You know what? Let's just let's just solder this back in and see what happens." And sure enough, um, you know, we were able to resolder this one resistor, and it solved all our problems. And that's when I, you know, that was indicated to me that. You know, it's an analog world. You know, it's kind of nothing's really black and white. Uh, you know, coming coming from a software background, you know, you tell the computer, you know, add one and one, it gives you two. And Jay kind of gave the analogy of, you know, it's sometimes a two is a seven, and sometimes it's a, a you know one and a half. And depending on how much voltage you run through it, maybe it's a six, and maybe if you don't run enough voltage through it, now that you know one or two that's supposed to be a two becomes a point five or whatever. So. Um, it's, you know, he said it's a dirty, dirty world. And I kind of opened my eyes to the frustration that can come with, with all of this stuff. Um, and it's also kind of interesting to, to figure out, okay, where do I want to go next? You know, if I, if I do one of these projects again, and I come into issues, um, how, how enjoyable is that troubleshooting aspect as opposed to, um, uh, software troubleshooting or, things that there's because a little bit of there's a little bit of um uh translation or a little bit of um connection between those two but i feel like i've always been easily frustrated in the analog world because um i'll get hot or frustrated or i'll have a tool in my hand or you know i'll have to take something back apart again and that aspect of physically having to tear something apart and put it back together several times over to fix a problem um, can be a little discerning to me. I've always kind of been frustrated and had a short temper with, with, uh, with technology. Um, I can sit there and futz with a script all day. That's not working, but, um, in the analog world, I feel like I, I reach a critical mass and then I have to step away, um, from, from the object so that I don't destroy it. Um, but it was, it was a great project. Um, 
Uh, other tips I can say is, you know, take your time, uh, you know, measure twice, solder once, um, get your non lead free solder, get you a little fan to put in there. Um, get you a nice soldering iron, get you a little magnifying, um, you know, the drop down ones that go in front of your face, or you can get the, um, head attached ones, which is what I got. Um, I prefer kind of the, the goofy head attached method. Um, because, uh, you know, having a big, having to pull out a big, huge, uh, lamp module and with a snaky bin thing and having to do all that mess. Um, I just don't necessarily have the room for it. And, um, uh, I'd rather have something on my head than have to worry about lugging some, something around. But, um, those are some options for you. Um, I want to say the, the, um, clock has a couple of features that are interesting. The one that has like a lottery type of countdown where when the minute changes, it will kind of do a, a lotto, uh, what they call a cathode poisoning or whatever, um, to, to make this cool looking effect. And it gives it that really cool, awesome effect. So what, you know, I'll probably build another one of these. I'll probably, um, post or do another comment follow-up episode on, um, the next one of these Nixie tubes I do. I'll probably do it as a gift or just out of passion. Um, I, I hear that they don't last all that long, but the great thing about the, in the IN 12s is that there are plethora of them and there are plenty of old ones. There are plenty of new stock. Now, when you start getting into those, those, um, IN 18s or whatever, um, they're about, from what I can tell, they're about 50 bucks a pop. So if, you know, um, you don't necessarily want that to be your first project. And if you're going to get six of them, you know, that's like 300 bucks right there. Um, I feel like that's about the average price that you're going to pay for these. And they're, they're not that much bigger than the, the N12s. So I'd almost rather have like a six digit N12 than have, you know, a four digit, uh, um, 18. So anyways, um, trying to think of other tips, you know, just start small, start on small things, greeting cards. Um, you can Google circuit bending and play around with that fun stuff to show kids. Um, have your kids help you. Um, I'll list out all the gear that I can possibly list out that I've purchased. Um, I'm not an expert. I actually ordered the wrong kind of solder pin, but because of the, nature of that stuff. Um, they won't let you do returns on stuff like that. So I ordered a no clean or the non no clean solder pin or the, uh, flex flex pin. And, um, so I ended up giving that away. Um, I'm sure there's a use for it, but I, I don't have a use for it as, as, um, as of that. But, um, so get yourself a solder clean pin and get you a nice, um, I got a newer, um, copper, basically it's a little copper strip that you can pull desolder stuff with, um, that soaks up, um, solder pool, little copper mesh thing. Um, but I'll have all that in the show notes and, um, I, I won't claim to be obviously an expert in any of this, but I did enjoy the project and I'm definitely looking forward to building some more interesting led stuff, um, from different websites. So if you guys have any suggestions of maybe a top review of websites for, you know, LED type of projects or anything like that. Looking to build a cat feeder eventually might be one of my um, other projects, an automatic cat feeder type of thing. And I'll, I'll keep you guys updated to that, but that's pretty much where we're at. Um, hopefully I should be able to record some other stuff for you guys.
You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.